Welcome to The Point of It All with Jamie. Uh, this is a very special episode that I'm going to cover for you guys today. I'm going to publish it immediately following its completion uh, because I think it's important to get it out there. Um, as you guys listen to the radio or watch TV uh, or your favorite news channel, whatever it's radio or TV or internet, whatever you guys are consuming your media, um, at the top of each hour or storyline is the current civil unrest taking place in parts of our country. Um, if I were you, I would expect this to spread to other states uh, because I think it's being handled inappropriately. It's being handled completely the wrong way. Um, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> the United States forever, at least in my lifetime, and I, as far as I remember, has always been They've always set the standard uh, when it comes to um, how to how government should react towards you know protests and whatnot. Now, some might say they're hypocritical, and they always have been hypocritical in that regard. I I agree, um, but there's a saying: "Do as I say, not as I do." And the United States falls in that category when it comes to um, how they handle their own protesters. And I'm not talking about just recently, just this past year, but for as long as we've been a country, we've we've done the opposite of what we've preached to other countries. So um, that being said, this is still being handled poorly. And here's why. In any other country, when we when we saw this kind of unrest, the first thing that that we were quick to admonish the governments for was for using force you know, to try to prevent these protests. And that's what's being advocated by the current president, right? He's going to send in the National Guard and he's going to do this and that and send these people in, the special forces and, and God knows what else, right? History tells us that that's not going to solve the problem. That is not the issue. Like, the issue isn't law and order, right? That's just, that's just, um, how do you say, the result of inaction on our part as a country. It's the result of us not grappling with this issue of race sooner, right? Um, at some point, folks are going to get fed up. I mean, you can only... You can only keep their your foot on their neck for so long before they begin to, uh, you know, voice their displeasure in ways that that we that the major that the majority of us don't think is appropriate, right? But instead of brute force, I think what's needed is a level of empathy that's not going to be found in this current administration. It's just not. It's just not. Um, what's compounding this even more is the fact that this is an election season, right? And the current president is using these, these, um, episodes of civil unrest, these episodes of violence to his benefit, right? He's using it to scare voters into believing that he alone can fix it. Now, I need to remind you guys that this is all taking place 
during the current administration's watch, right? This didn't happen under Obama. It didn't happen under a Biden administration. This is happening right now under the first term of a Trump administration. So when he tells you, <laughs> laughably, when he tells you that, well, I'm going to fix this. This is going to happen in my administration. It already is, though. Like, it's literally happening under your watch as we speak. So I'm not sure who the intent, who the intendants are for that message, but it's absolutely asinine to pitch that to voters and expect them to, to buy it. And if you're a voter that's buying into that, guys, come on, aren't you smarter than that? Come on, use your brains for God's sakes. I know he's a, I know, like, I know he's a, he's not even a smooth talker. He's a loud talker and he's, he's a, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not going to get into it. This isn't the rave about Trump or rant about Trump. It's not. But I wanted to um, do this podcast to offer for free, totally free, unsolicited advice to the Biden campaign or the Trump campaign. Now, this advice would not suit the Trump campaign very well because his record is what his record is. His record on race relations is not, it's, it's not good. So, you know what? Just scratch that first part. This advice is not for Trump. It's for Biden, right? So just follow me along here. Follow with me here. Back in 2008, during that election, during that campaign season, 2007, 2008, you guys remember this country was going through another crisis, right? It was a financial crisis. And in my opinion, that race was decided, that race was won by one move that the, the Obama campaign made, one move. During this uh, financial crisis, President Obama, then, then um, candidate Obama, got his team together, right? And they came up with an economic team to tackle the economic problem, right? That's when he won the presidency, right there at that point. What did the McCain team do? Nothing. <laughs> they had no answer. And if they did have an answer, it came too late because at that point, the race was already over. It was already done at that point. Obama looked presidential. He looked like he knew what he was talking about with the economy. And sure enough, turns out he did because he pulled us out of that whole depression or recession mess, right? Just took care of all of it. Um, so fast forward to 2020. And this is currently August the 30th, 2020. Sunday, right? So I was just taking my walk with my lovely wife, Shannon Barnes-Hunter. Hey, Shannon. And this just came to me during my walk. And I couldn't wait to get back to uh, get this. My dog is barking in the background. I should say my wife's dog. Total spaz job. Sorry, guys. At any rate, I couldn't wait to get back to um, get this on a microphone and get this out to you guys. But here, here's what I would do if I was the Biden campaign. I would, first thing Monday, 
I would call for, I would assemble a team, right? And I would include protesters in this, right? I would get Black Lives Matter um, officials, right? I, I would I would make them a part of the solution. I'd make them a part of this this team. Oh my gosh, this dog. <laughs> Seriously. I would make them part of this process, right? And I would I would be sure that I would include Republicans, Democrats, independents as well, right? Get them all together and announce a summit on race relations right in the middle of this campaign. And I would get them together and we would meet at um, at a disclosed location, right? And I'll make this public. Let everyone know what we're going to discuss, what we're going to work on. And I would say, once I'm elected president, here's the plan that we came up with. Here's how we're going to move race relations forward. I would never say how we're going to solve race relations. You're not going to solve them, right? But here's how we're going to move them forward. Here's how we're going to start to answer um. Here's our, here's our answer to this, this uh, racial unrest, right? Here's what we're going to do. If his team members were credible and if they were, you know, sincere, and I, you know what? This is not a stunt. This isn't a political stunt. This needs to happen, right? It needs to be a part of his campaign anyway. It needs to be first and foremost, I think, um, as soon as he's elected, he needs to start working on this right away. Uh, but Make sure that your team members that you assemble have credibility, right? And this is why I would include members of the, the protesting groups as well. I would include family members that were recently affected by this. Brianna Taylor's family would be invited. Um, the gentleman's name, the gentleman in um, Wisconsin that was recently shot in the back seven times by a police officer. George Floyd's family would be invited as well, right? And I think if he did that, I think if Joe Biden's team did this, he could win the presidency on Monday if he announced this plan. Right? It is becoming the pressing issue in this campaign. And he's the only person in this race, to be honest with you, that has any credibility as far as you know, race relations go. I know you guys are going to say he's a racist. He's not a racist. He's not. He's not. Um, and if he was, he wouldn't get blacks vote. He wouldn't get the black vote. He wouldn't. Because I wouldn't vote for a racist. I wouldn't. Okay, who it is. I wouldn't vote for you. If you're, if I know that you harbor those kind of thoughts, yeah, I, no, you're not going to get my vote. So I don't think Joe Biden's a racist at all. Um, people evolve all the time. I, I've definitely evolved. There was a time when I was anti-abortion, right? There was a time when I was anti-gay rights, all of it, but we all evolve. I mean, um, my opinions on those topics changed when I realized that it's their life to live, not mine. It's not affecting me one bit, not one bit, how you live your life. I answer to my God, you answer to your God, and we just go. Now, as a Christian, it's my job to administer to, uh, I shouldn't say administer, but it's my job to preach the gospel, of course. Yes, and I, I do believe that. But once the gospel's preached, once you've offered that to someone 
are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do after that? You're not going to love them because they don't take, they don't believe in your religion? I'm not sure that's what Christ would call for. I really don't. So, you know, again, we've all evolved over time and the black community is no different. Um, so if you have an ear to the Biden campaign, can you get this message to them? Like, can you let them know that Jamie, host of the Point of It All podcast, is giving you free advice here and that you would be well advised to take this advice? Because it could very well wrap up this election in the next week or so. This country's crying out for empathy, for a healer, for understanding. But what you have in the White House is a fireman that's not spraying water, but he's spraying kerosene and gasoline on the fire. He's, he's trying to stoke these uh, tensions even more because the violence, the pictures of violence, they, they do benefit his, his uh, campaign. They do. Now, I'm not going to argue that point. They do. But I would encourage those of you voters inclined to vote for Trump to just take a step back when you see this violence, take a step back and ask yourself, why? What is the underlying problem? What is the underlying root cause of this violence? Why is it happening? It isn't happening in a vacuum, that's for sure. They aren't just getting up and deciding to loot and riot the, the, every city that, that, they're, that they're protesting in. Come on, be smarter than that. Be smarter than that. I think you guys are smarter than that. Um, so that is it. Um, a quick, short podcast for a very, very pressing issue. I hope you guys um, listen to it and enjoy it. Um, I've got another podcast coming tomorrow morning for the COVID-19 Teacher Moms. This is my last episode in that series. Um, so listen to that. I've got podcasts dropping every Monday from now on. So I hope you guys Appreciate the regularity going forward. I'm going to do my best to keep up with that, that schedule. Um, but until then, guys, hey, thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, please pass it on to your friends and family and relatives. And again, I'm sorry for the dog barking in the background, but I have to be to add a little bit of character to the podcast. There's my co-host, maybe, right? <laughs> Negative. He's got to go. At any rate, guys, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and I will talk soon. Peace.